You are getting an on-air coaching call on women taking the lead. Learning how I had to take each step and learning how to do that Mm -hmm. and learning how to stay in the magic of it, even when it was so like like non-magical, I can't even tell you, like (laughs) negative magical. (laughs) But you know, what I learned about myself and the blocks that I overcame during that process, that's what made the exponential leap, right? Because once I came through those and I recognized, oh my God, like I, I can do this. I am worth it. And there is more to be done. You know, there's work to be done and I need to do it. You know, that has changed not just me and what I'm able to do, but it's changing the way I'm seeing how I can help other people. Hello, my name is Jody Flynn and welcome to Women Taking the Lead, where we are all about creating blasts of inspiration to help you overcome self-doubt so you can lead with confidence, integrity, and a sense of humor. Head over to womentakingthelead.com to join the community and get the resources to support you on your leadership journey. Now, your future awaits. So let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another on-air coaching call. I have with me this time Zoe McLaren, who is actually going through a transition in her life right now. So I'm immediately going to hand it over to Zoe so she can explain and give you an idea of who she is, what she's up to in the world, and what's going on with her in her life right now. So take it away, Zoe. Thanks, Jody. Also, thank you for having me on. This is a great opportunity for me to get some coaching, but also practice talking about who I am and what I'm up to. So thank you. Um, And hi, everybody. I'm Zoe McLaren, and I am a thought raiser and a spiritual activist, a women's empowerment specialist, um, a mom and a wife, and just an all-around supporter of the power of the human potential. <laughs> I live in Boston, Massachusetts, and I'm, as Jody said, I'm currently going through kind of a, a career transition right now. Um, it's phase like 152 of that transition, but it's still <laughs> transitioning. Um, right now, I have just taken on a, a job that I created for myself it at a startup nonprofit organization called currently called Yoga Hope, uh, which offers trauma informed mind body um, recovery programs for women who have suffered from uh, trauma in their lives. Um, and that is kind of a broad description of trauma, any kind of trauma, uh, it, you know, physical, mental, emotional, childhood, recent, you know, car accident, um, sexual abuse, the whole nine yards. Um, the program is designed, the program is called TIMBO, which stands for Transformative Intervention for Mind and Body. And it's designed to... Um, help women work together to overcome uh, the barriers that their mind and body put up in order to deal with the stress of the traumas that they've experienced. Usually it's repeated and chronic. Um, And so this organization started like 10 years ago as just um, kind of a volunteer organization. We used to just go into like homeless shelters and substance abuse facilities and wherever they might have wanted us to just volunteer to teach yoga classes. 
since then, it has evolved way beyond yoga. It is really um, only a yoga isn't even really a component um, per se of the program anymore. It's it's just very basic set of movements that we use. Um, and so we're going through a name change process around the organization, um, which we'll probably get to talk to a little bit about. Um, but for a long time, for many years, it was just a very small organization, basically founded by a friend of mine, um, run by her entirely, um, and went up and down over hills and valleys of success. And I myself was kind of involved and then not involved, involved and then not involved. You know, my life just moved on. I was working as a full-time yoga teacher at the time. I had my own micro studio um, in um, Kentucky, uh, working with my husband, who's an acupuncturist. So we were full on um, engrossed in running that business. And um, I was kind of just working with Sue on the side on this project. Um, after we sold our business in Kentucky, we moved back to New England, um, back to the Boston area. And after a few years there, uh, I started getting more involved with her. And I also went back. Uh, so we had sold our business and I decided not to teach yoga full time for a variety of reasons anymore. So rather than starting another business, I went back into um, nonprofit development which is something that I had been doing before I had my baby. This is like a really long life story. <laughs> I hope it all starts to make sense to folks. Thanks for bearing with me and listening to it. But anyway, the point here is that the tr transition that's happening is for the last four years, I've been working full-time as um, kind of managing foundation giving for another nonprofit organization. And I did this because I needed to. We didn't have our business. We needed extra money. We had moved to a much higher income, uh, kind of economic, socioeconomic bracket um, area in the country. And, and we had a small child. We have a small child. And so I needed to go back to work full time. My husband was starting another fledgling practice on his own. And um, so I worked there for four years and kind of got a ton of additional experience in fundraising and found out that I actually love fundraising. Um, and I really thought that I didn't like fundraising, but I found out that I actually love it because it's really all about just creating community and creating relationships, and that's where I'm at. Mm -hmm. um, and I also, uh, at that time, was asked, my friend Sue, who runs Yoga Hope, asked me to please consult with her because she was considering closing the, her doors and not providing Timbo this program anymore because she couldn't figure out a way to make it financially viable for her. So I came on board for her as a kind of nonprofit consultant and helped her pull together a board. I helped her reframe her mental mindset around how she was looking at this organization um, really as kind of a grassroots um, you know, I'll be lucky if anyone says yes type organization. And I was kind of just helped her re reframe the way she was looking at it and thinking of it as an actual functioning nonprofit organization and late. And so we put together a board, we laid out a vision, we wrote up a budget, we launched a fundraising campaign, an annual 
um, appeal campaign, which brought in three times as much as she had ever raised in any campaign, um, and literally turned the organization around from being something that she was considering dropping to being something that she is 250% committed to and is um, has a, an incredible incredibly loyal constituency um, and is offering programs now not only here in the U.S., but also in Haiti and in Kenya and in Iran. And we have people, uh, partners lined up at the door to, um, to talk about Timbo and see how they can get Timbo in their organizations so and their communities. So my transition is that just last week, I quit my full-time job for the other organization and came on full-time uh, at Yoga Hope as director of partnerships and development. And so now I'm going forward with this whole new kind of dream job vision. Like I'm really excited about this because um, Timbo and working with women and recovery from trauma and, you know, mindset shift and all the things that I'm doing in this, in this work, this is really my dream work right now. And so moving into this position that I basically created out of nothing and seeing it as like just a budding starting point for what this organization could be, um, you know, the whole structure of the organization is going to grow exponentially over the next three years and visioning that out is really exciting and awesome. But I'm also standing on this precipice of leaving one way of being and entering into another way of being. And um, I have to say that um, it's opening up a lot of doors of possibility. Just having accomplished that is really um, the way the landscape looks in front of me right now is not exactly how I had imagined it. And not in a bad way. It's actually way better and there's way more possibility than I thought there might be for me um, and so I'm hoping that maybe today we can tease out some of those different things um, I mean I guess that's kind of a good illustration of just where I am right now mm -hmm. um, I don't know if there's if there anything more I could say to introduce myself <laughs> I, think I, I think I basically just told you my life Story. Which I love because I met you in the phase where you had just moved from Kentucky back to New England and you were doing yoga. And so you were, yeah. you entered my life and we became connected um, because your husband, Doug, who's the acupuncturist, joined my BNI chapter. But there was a time when I needed something and I didn't know what it was. There was, um, I had a very close friend in my life who was essentially imploding. And you like, and when you think of an implosion and like what gets sucked in yeah. <laughs> when that's going on and I was getting sucked into the implosion and I didn't know what it was. All I knew was I was horribly sad. I was just spent and felt beaten up and like started to lose track of myself. And so you and I worked together, um, yeah. doing some, some coaching, some yoga, um, and helping me get back to myself and what was important to myself and how to set boundaries 
while supporting somebody who was going through something. Um, and that was an amazing experience. And then, of course, I was a little bit sad. You needed to relocate, and but you, we stayed in contact, and you had started at the nonprofit. Um, and I heard a little bit about Yoga Hope, like here and there, but not a lot. But then I saw on Facebook, you were going to Haiti and you were going to Africa. And like, I was just like, what is she up to? What is she doing in the world? And when we got caught up, I got a better sense of the work that they were doing. And you were so passionate and you were so lit up about it. Not that you didn't like your other job. You did. And you were like, they do good work and I'm happy here. But oh my goodness, this other organization and what we're doing. And and that you essentially like stayed and I want to explain this well to those who are listening, especially those who may not be, you got to, you have, it's not that you're terribly unhappy with what you're doing, but it's not fulfilling you. It is not bringing the great satisfaction that you know that you can experience, you know, and how to continue to do what must be done while staying open to the possibility that something is coming along and you just have to put one foot in front of the other. And Zoe, that is what you did. And before we knew it, uh, an opportunity came and then another opportunity came. And then there were things that came that helped to support you in the transition. And then all of a sudden you were like, I'm putting it out there. This is what I want. I'm not denying it any longer. And boom, yeah, able to create this position. It was, it was just like, it was mind boggling. Like, because at first it was so slow. Like, you know, it's so funny that recently I had episodes about the dip by Seth Godin and the slog, the daily slog, because I remember there were times we would talk and you were like, I am just going, I'm doing what must be done and it's fine. Right. (laughs) And here you are, you're now just about to start your dream job that you created for yourself, working for this organization that lights you up. (laughs) Yes. Thank you for putting it that way. That makes it feel so much more awesome. Well, I mean, that's how it feels like, uh, you know, one of the things I didn't say when I told that story was that there was a long period of time multiple years Mm -hmm. where I was doing the slog. And what that looked like was I went to work full time during the day and I came home at night and had phone conversations, video calls, wrote documents, you know, in between putting my son to bed and taking him to baseball. And it was, it sucked, you know, a lot of the time it sucked. Um, But there was something, it was, it was about knowing that, you know, there was a goal and that I was walking on a path toward that goal yeah. mm-hmm. that, and actually that goal started, you know, many, many, many years ago. So, you know, I feel like I, I've had that commitment in my heart and I just thought if, even if this isn't the way, even if this goal never gets reached, something about learning how I had to take each step and learning how to do that mm-hmm. and, learning how to stay in the magic of it, even when it was so like like, non-magical, I can't even tell you, like (laughs) negative magical. (laughs) But, you know, what I learned about myself and the blocks that I overcame during that process, that's what made the, that's what made the exponential leap, right? Because once I came through those and I recognized, oh my God, like I, 
I can do this. I am worth it. And there is more to be done. You know, there's work to be done and I need to do it. You know, um, that has changed not just me and what I'm able to do, but it's changing the way I'm seeing how I can help other people. Mm-hmm. I love it. And you talked earlier about opportunities and maybe that we can tease out some of the opportunities, but there was something you said that I wanted to go back to, um, to get some clarity around. Cause you talked about how you've transitioned from one way of being to another way of being. Tell me about that. Um, yeah, so I, a number of times actually, when I, so I transitioned from working full time on my own business uh, as a yoga teacher and spiritual coach. And, um, you know, I worked in that arena for five or six years. And that was a certain way of life. It was a certain way of being. And I was working together with my husband. Um, and we had the same goals, you know, we were on a particular path and it's a certain way of being in the world. Mm -hmm. When we left that business and we each went off to kind of do our own projects, uh, mine being working for another organization that's already established, that was a huge mental shift for me. It was huge. And I mean, you remember I was, it was kicking and screaming. I didn't really even want to do it. I wanted to run my own thing, but there wasn't anything to run at the time, you know, and I needed that money. And I, I, it turns out really, I needed that experience as well. Mm -hmm. But that shift from being in control and, and also feeling that I had failed because I wasn't able to keep my business alive in the new context Um, and surrendering into that kind of, almost corporate style way of being was a real challenge for me. And I had to find ways to, um, ways to make it mine, Mm -hmm. ways to, to claim agency over what I was doing. Yeah. It's almost if like your geographical location changes, if your schedule changes, if the type of work you're doing changes, your identity changes. So you have to shift your mindset and adjust who you are in the world. Not that it necessarily changes you, but you have to own it in a way that feels right for you. So now you went from, you know, doing yoga and spiritual coaching and having your own schedule, you know, in a Northern part of New England to, to moving to a Southern part of New England, where it was like a different type of community. You Mm -hmm. were in a different type of job. You didn't have the same schedule. And how does this still align with who you are in the world? So that was, that, I remember that. Yeah. That was some of the work you had to do was, how can I own this so it's me? Yeah, and it was, it was kind of an identity shift. There was a breakdown of who I thought I was in the world. Um, and particularly, you mentioned something else that I kind of had forgotten about, which was uh, because I had just moved, I also, I had no support system. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I had virtual support only and it was just really, it was very challenging. And so, but over the last four years, I kind of did find ways to, to take, as I said, take agency kind of over what I was doing and made that work mine. And I performed extremely well and I earned that organization more than a million dollars during, 
like multiple million dollars during the time that I was there mm-hmm. as part of the team. I mean, you know, it was a big team, but still. Yeah. And so then, so here I am again now. This is very interesting. Um, this lo- leaving there and transitioning into this new launch. Now, this is like basically what we're doing with Yoga Hope now is basically like a startup because we're transforming it into something that it wasn't before. Yeah. And we're going from one person to multiple people. And um, so there's a lot of work to be done there. And this is my special zone of genius. I love this. I love when there's a kernel of something with proof of concept, but there's, um, but people need the big vision and, and kind of how to map out the path to success from there. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, you can see that's, that's another shift in a way of being. Uh, I now, you know, I don't have to go to the office every day. I can work from wherever I am because we don't have an office yet. Um, even just something as simple as that is a shift in a way, in the way of being. So mm-hmm. I feel, I'm feeling it differently because I'm different this time. And also because the circumstances are different, but I'm still noticing that it's, it, that there's a little bit of an identity shift. And what I'm seeing it as now is this is an incredible opportunity for me to not really recreate, but really solidify my personal brand. Um, And this is one of the things that's really present for me right now. I I really understand in a way that I never did before that all the work that I've done in the world, it's always been all the stuff that we're describing. It seems like the, some of the roles were, not similar, you know, there were disparate causes I was working for, different roles I was playing. But when you get right down to it, the bottom line is all of it was for the good of, of the human race. All of it was for the better of other people, for people to be able to find out who they are and operate from that place of authenticity in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, really everything, the way that I worked with my team at work, um, the causes that I chose to support were always about women and children building um, strength and unlocking their inner potential. Um, and the choices I make in terms of making sure that I'm fully present for my son, despite all the work that I'm doing, making sure that, you know, I can still feel like an inspiring support to my husband, who's also trying to do unique work in the world. And I just feel like when I look back at it all, it was really hard. And sometimes I did not know what I was working towards. But I can say now that this, that I do, that that's what I was working toward is basically learning what my particular um, brand of magic is in the world and and finding all the best ways to to enact that in the world while also you know kind of bringing others along with me and lifting them up yeah um so even though I see that this is this is a an identity or slash maybe a little bit of a lifestyle shift it's a really really positive and exciting one. (laughs) And you know, what's really interesting. You're on a parallel journey as Yoga Hope. I mean, you're not going to change your name, but Yoga Hope is also going from, you know, hey, we're just trying to fit the need. We're doing what needs to be done. We'll go where people need us to now. It's like, 
well, what's the special brand of magic? What's the vision here? And then what's our mission? You know, how can we take our special brand of magic and apply it? And so, okay, this is great. I'm glad I asked this question because now it's segueing into there are a lot of opportunities now, right? Mm -hmm. Because when you're not quite sure where you're going yet, all the opportunities look really good. Once you're clear on, okay, here's the scope of what we can do for now. Here's where we're going. This is how we want to serve the world. It's easier at that point when opportunities come along to say, that's a really great opportunity, but it doesn't fit with what we're doing right now. Or that's a really great opportunity, completely in alignment with where we're going. That's a yes. But right now you're not there yet. So all of these opportunities just look really good and are hard to say no to. Okay. Right. Right. And, and you know, uh, the, the organization's been in such a state of financial need for such a long time that um, Sue, who is really kind of my co-director, my partner, she's the founder and um, really the leader on this project. It's very difficult sometimes still for her to, um, to choose, to, to say no to things, to choose one thing over one opportunity over the other, or even harder to let an opportunity go by that feels really good when there's nothing, there's no other opportunity there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not exactly right, but it, it's a lot of money, mm-hmm. but, but really we need to be saying no to that because it's not the thing that's in alignment with the vision that we just laid out. Right. So that, that's something that's really super challenging. Um, for her right now and it's kind of been my job to kind of identify those moments and hold space for, for the right decisions, you know? So, right. There has to be somebody in the organization who reminds everybody of who we are and what right. we're trying to do because it is easy, you know, like what you just described, it's not quite in alignment with what we were doing, but it's a lot of money. So it would be easy to say yes to, but it would take us off track. And it would also potentially, what I see as well is confuse the world about what your mission is. Right. You know, so if you start doing something that's different, then people go, wait a minute, do you do this work or do you do that work? Because now it's off. So it's important to have somebody, at least one person, you know, if not right. several saying, Hey, this is who we are and this is what we do. So that's a no, you know, right. and right now that's you. <laughs> right. Right. And my, I'm working on cultivating our board to, to also become sayers of that <laughs> type right. of stuff, you know? Right. Um, I mean, so that's that stewardship, right? right? Right there. That is stewardship in, in essence. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's interesting. And I I just want to point out also that when you were speaking, what I was noticing is that you're right. I'm, I'm also going, I'm taking this organization on a particular journey and I'm also going on a parallel one myself in terms of my own role in the world. Yes. Yeah, which is interesting because now, you know, I, I wrote down and underlined solidifying personal brand. Yeah. So you're also going to be deciding who you are within this organization as this organization is trying to decide who, you know, or what it is in the world. Right. You know, so that's that's going to be an interesting balance because 
there might be some days where you're having an identity crisis. Like, who am I? Is this me or is this the organization speaking? Right? Because mm-hmm. they are a little bit separate. Even though you will be in alignment with the vision and the mission, ultimately, y- you are not this organization. Right? Yeah. You are a part of it, but it is not you. Like, there, like there are going to be some times where there might be some confusion around: Is this coming from me, or is this coming from my knowledge of the organization? I would say that that has even already happened. Not, not typically inside the work. Like if I'm out there building a partnership for Yoga Hope, for example, and we're, or we're meeting with donors, it's very clear to me in my own mind and my vision what, like kind of who I am in terms of, the, I'm the spokesperson for Yoga Hope and what Yoga Hope wants and needs to figure out. And, you know, I can kind of operate in that space. But what does tend to happen though, is that I forget about, I forget about who I am a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I forget that who I am matters in that context. Yeah. It maybe it's separate. You're right. But it also matters in terms of how, how we have these conversations. Who do we choose to go on this particular partner meeting? You know, who is the person that's going to interact, interface the best with this donor? Is it really me? Or is there maybe somebody else on the team who, who would jive with them better? You know? Mm-hmm. So I'm hearing a little bit of personality, a little bit of like, what's the role? What's my role? Yeah. And I think I have to, I have to share with you that I also, the thing that's really present for me right now isn't so much, what are we going to do with this organization? I feel like super strong and clear on where, what we're, what our plan and kind of what we're up to. And it's just a matter of doing the steps, right? But what's really present for me right now is that I recognize that I also am am kind of a commodity of value. And, And in addition to my role in this organization, I also want a presence in the world as someone who does X work, you know, as I, I see the future after, you know, I have certain goals for getting this organization to a place to a really established place with a million dollar budget and a particular amount of partnerships in a certain way of operating. And there's, you know, steps to get us there and eventually we'll get there. But I, I think faster than we think. Yes. And for me, there's a, there is a long-term vision for, for Zoe of this, the piece of what I like about this is doing that. And then I want to move on. I want to do this for someone else. I want to, you know, have the next project. And, and in terms of that context, who is that? What, what kind of a, you know, what, that's where I'm thinking, I want that brand and I want to start building that brand now. Am I an organizational consultant and am I a nonprofit, you know, whiz kid? What? Yeah. Am I, I, I've been calling myself a spiritual activist because I think that's 100% true. I, I mean, I'm all about raising resources and money and awareness around um, how we can all elevate our consciousness to the next level. And there are a lot of ways to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, I, so I'm kind of piecing that out and I'm sharing more and more of myself online. You know, I, I've been playing around with doing yeah. stuff on my Facebook page and thinking not just with yoga hope like yes exactly sharing what you're up to in a variety of different of places um, places and involvements and that sort of thing when you were talking what came to mind was um cheryl sandberg you know who 
is an executive at Facebook, a very well-known executive, but she absolutely has her own personal brand, wrote a book under her name, not for Facebook. The book was all about women's empowerment, right? And, you know, um, two books. Two, yeah, she has the second book too. Yes. So it was all about like the first one was all about being successful in your career and going for it and, and all of that, you know, and she's doing great work building out the business side of, of Facebook. So, yeah. you know, I think that's important that regardless of your commitment and your loyalty to the organization that you're working for, because of course you want Yoga Hope to be, you know, a hundred percent successful to achieve every one of their goals and more. And you want to have a name for yourself as a spiritual activist, you know? Yeah. And, and, you know, I want them to be, I don't want them to be mutually exclusive. I I want each one to benefit the other, right? The bigger my name is, the better it is for Yoga Hope. The the better Yoga Hope is doing, the better it is for my name, right? Yes. Yep. Absolutely. One of the things that I'm running up against, and I would love to have your feedback on this is, I'm also not the head of this organization yet. (laughs) <laughs> Neither is Cheryl Sandberg. Right. So that, I love that. Um, that is a great example. Thank you for pointing that out to me because mm-hmm. I was trying, I'm just struggling with, well, how do I do this? Without- yeah. Cause I'm not the founder. I'm not the exactly. owner. So who am I? Am I that important? Uh, yes. <laughs> right. Yes. yes, you are. And I'm sure if we had Sue on this call with us and I said, Sue, what has Zoe done for you? Or what, what would not have been possible if Zoe, if you didn't align with Zoe from the beginning, I'm pretty sure the story she would tell would be, it wouldn't be this right now. Right. It would not, yeah. We would not be here. Yeah. Right. So even though you may have not had the original idea, it's because of the magic that you bring, as you described it, that you supercharged this organization yeah, right. and made this possible. Yeah. I'm just taking that in. <laughs> yeah, we had, so I just came back from uh, a service trip in Haiti with this organization um, where we were training women to be facilitators of this group in their own communities of the program. I mean, mm-hmm. and um, at the end of this training, we did a little graduation ceremony for them and there were three of us standing up there, myself and Sue and the training director. And at the end, after we had presented all the certificates, um, I had said some words about um, the different people who helped us on the trip and thank you, blah, blah, blah. And Sue then said thank you to me and said some words about me. And one of the things she said that blew my mind, and I'm still thinking about it to this day, like she said, she saved Yoga Hope. <laughs> And I was like, oh my God, that's not how I thought of it at all. Like I thought of it as this is a really awesome thing and I'm, you know, that you have here and I, you know, absolutely 100%, I'm going to volunteer all the time I have to help you figure out what you were going to do next with this. It never even occurred to me that there was a, a possibility of it not existing until later when she said to me, look, the choice for me was I'm either going to quit doing this or I have to do it in a different way, yeah. you know? So anyway, that I just I just wanted to share that and give myself a little shout out there because uh, I, I never would have thought of it that way, and I I I agree that she definitely would 
Yes. She would say it because she has. She has. She has. Yes. That's awesome. I'm glad. I'm I'm glad you took that opportunity to take it in. And I, and I just want to (laughs) like also take this moment to, for those of you who are listening, I really want you to take a moment and also acknowledge yourself for what you're contributing to other people and other organizations and like, let yourself be thanked and acknowledged for the work that you do because you are making things possible in the world. And when we block that, you know, it, it just can have such a, um, a, a ripple effect on ourselves and the people who are trying to thank and acknowledge us, right? We, we lose confidence. We're denial of our worth and what we deserve and the value that we bring into the other person. What we're saying is, no, you're not telling the truth. I don't accept what you say. Take back your gift. You know, I don't care, you know, that sort of thing. So when we practice just being able to receive the acknowledgement and own what we did, it actually creates a positive ripple effect going through. So, so we thank you for modeling that for us. 100%. That is so, so true. And I feel like um, even just being able to hear those moments when someone gives you positive feedback or lifts you up is, you, you know, there's a, you have to look at whether you're actually hearing, you're actually hearing those moments probably happen all the time. But if you're in a place of looking through the lens of, uh, you know, I'm unhappy and I don't contribute, mm-hmm. then you can't even hear it, let alone yeah. soak it in. So, And also another common one is, well, anyone could have done this. Yeah. It's like if it wasn't me, it would have been somebody else. No, stop it. Yeah, <laughs> because it would not have been the same. That was definitely uh, one of my old go-tos for sure. Yeah, yeah whatever. <laughs> Anybody could have done that. It's not that big a deal. <laughs> <laughs> it's nothing. I love it. Okay, so where you are right now, how can I support you? Um, I am thinking about trying to um, establish some credibility for myself as a public figure. Mm-hmm. And it's attached to what we were just discussing about kind of this personal brand concept, which is something I never really understood before um, the way I do now. I think that's basically the same thing what I just said, those two things. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know where to start with that. I'm, I'm just kind of um, taking the actions that seem appropriate to me. Like, you know, I, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to create my Facebook profile to be something less informal mm-hmm. and something more in alignment with who I am and what I do. But I, I want there to be an organized way of approaching this um, that's more integrated than just taking on a side hustle. Okay. Um, does that make sense? Well, say more about it. Cause what you started to, I was going to ask a question and you started answering the question I never asked, which was, okay. cause you said you're doing it kind of in just an intuitive organic way right now. And you, and my question was like, what are you doing? And mm-hmm. you, you started with Facebook. Is there anything mm-hmm. else that you're doing to get the word out there that you're a spiritual activist and a thought leader in that realm? So right now it's, it's mostly, um, just having 
the courage to, to speak up more online, to have more of an online presence in terms of actually saying what I think and feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and I created an Instagram account for myself, which I never had before, which I find just a fun way. Like for me, that taking pictures is a thing and um, speaking through images like that is working for me. So once I started doing that, um, I started getting more guts on my Facebook page, which I've always thought of as more of a friends and family private kind of thing. Yes. So I've got this public thing that I'm playing with and now I'm trying to see if maybe it might be time for me to just be public, Mm -hmm. you know, across the board in terms of my online presence. Yes. Uh, And you're still, you know, part of it is you're still trying to figure out what is your personal brand. So you can dabble in this, but I wouldn't say... I mean, you can definitely do it, but they're like, w- what came to mind is, you know, someday you're going to do like an introduction to yourself. Like, hello, yeah. everyone. <laughs> My name's Zoe McLaren. I don't think you've met me yet. Or even if you know me, I don't think you know everything I'm about to tell you. Right. And yeah. then you would go into, this is who I am. This is what I want to create in the world. This is how I'm, I'm going to go about it. Do you want to join me? You know, that's yes. the thing. Yeah. So the question, so in essence, what you want to think about is what are the, what would you be writing in that? So you want to ask yourself, what do you want to be known for? Yeah. How, like, what do you want people to be saying about you? These are all legacy questions. Yeah. You know, when you're not in the room, what do you want people to be saying about you? If someone who knows you is talking to a stranger and the stranger says, well, who's Zoe McLaren? People keep saying her name, but I don't know who she is. What do you want that person to say about you? Because all of the, what do I do and where do I go and how do I do this stems from those questions. Yeah. That's a powerful question. Just that alone is a good nugget to walk away with. I could spend days thinking about that. Mm-hmm. And writing and journaling right. and mm-hmm. <laughs> meditating. And, and also um, another way that I've found is helpful, has been helpful for me to work through this and also to be doing it, be in action at the same time is to, to be talking more about it. Mm-hmm. So to just be more conversational with people on the fly about who I am and, you know, what my purpose is in the world. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be a five minute intro formal introduction to who, you know, each time I do that, but to just be, I mean, I think I'm pretty in alignment with who I am in most of my personal relationships, but I do think that I have um, some hesitancy around really putting myself out there with strangers. So the, so the more that I can have in-person one-on-one interactions with folks from that place of who I really am, the better. Yes. Um, You know, I, right now, and maybe that's where the, um, the discernment comes in between that, doing that for me and doing that for yoga hope, because right now the only, the networking and, business development that I'm doing is all for Timbo, mm-hmm. all for Yoga Hope. Mm-hmm. And so I, I really need to stop using that name because it's just really not going to be the name. <laughs> <laughs> Timbo is the program. And I think yes. I'm going with something like, you know, the Timbo Collective or something like that. 
So, but the work that I'm doing for Timbo is, you know, a lot of discussions with donors, potential partners, or even, you know, just people in the world going to events and just kind of getting the awareness of what the work is that we're doing out there. And so that feels a little more and more comfortable. Mm-hmm. And then just thinking about, you know, is it possible in, in some of those same conversations, is it possible to, to also talk about me? You know, I mean, there are times when it would be appropriate and times when it wouldn't, but right. that's a question that I, I, I have in my mind, you know. Mm-hmm. And you'll figure that out because there will be some people you interact with where they're going to uh, kind of their way of being in that meeting is going to be, give us the bullet points, give us the overview. How much money do you want? What are you looking for? It's going to be very transactional. Whereas there, you'll meet with other people who will have a different personality type who will be like, well, tell me about you. Who am I talking to right now? Mm-hmm. Like they're going to, yes, they'll know the organization is a good organization, but they are going to want to connect with you as a person. And yeah. yes, you'll be representing the organization, you know, and the Timbo program, but they're also going to want to know like what's distinct about you, mm-hmm. you know, like what are you adding to the organization? You know, who are you in the world? You know, so having the answer to that question. And it's, it happens over time. And I think you're right. I think you pretty much know who you are. And I think for a lot of us, we, we have a pretty good sense of who we are, but we have a hard time articulating it. I don't know how many, I mean, the bio page, right? Your bio and the about page on the website, people will say time and time again, that was the hardest part of getting my website up and running was the about page. Cause we have such up, like we know who mm-hmm. we are and we know what we do and who we work with, but we have a hard time articulating that for whatever reason, the more often you are asked, Zoe, who are you? And what, what do you do in the world? The easier this is going to become because you're just going to answer the question over and over and over again until like the right words pop out of your mouth. Right. You're going to be like, that's it. That's, that's how I want to say it. That's how I want to be known. Right. Yeah. Right. And so the key is, is, um, intentionally getting myself in front of enough conversations that that can happen on a regular basis. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And you can start with, you know, your immediate network, Yeah, you know, and you can be upfront with them like, Hey, I'm playing around with who I am in the world. So do you mind just having a quick conversation or getting together with for coffee? And I'd like to play with this. And then you can say, well, is there anybody, we talked about this the other night, is there anybody in your network who I should be talking to? You know, mm-hmm. maybe I can meet up with them and talk to them about what I have going on or Timbo and see if they're interested in, and I can continue to practice articulating who I am in the world. Right. Yeah, that's helpful. Yeah. The other question I am going to leave you with, and, and I agree, leg- legacy questions are big, right? So I don't want to give you um, too, much, too much homework at this point. So, you know, it's what you want to be known for, what you want people to say about you, but also, you know, what change do you want to make in the world? Yeah. You know, is, is, is the big one because that will be what you're going to write about, what you're going to speak about you know, what you're going to create art to represent, you know, all of that stuff, you know, is going to come from there. Right. So unless you have anything else, I think we're going to, we're going to put a pin in this one. (laughs) 
<laughs> right? It's almost like we put all the ingredients of a stew or a soup in the pot and now we just have to let it simmer and become right. what it's meant to become. Right. You know, so you've got all the work to do, but for me from right now, I feel like what I need to do is lower the heat, put the cover on and step away. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. I'm going to be simmering for a while. I'll have to make sure to get back to you all with some of my answers for these musings because Absolutely. I love this. This is good going to be fun. Yeah. And you're in the Facebook group. You're in the accomplished community. We have done work right. together before. So like, I know I'm, I'm going to be staying um, well-informed yes. uh, on this journey and I'm excited about that. Um, but Zoe, there are people listening who may be interested in Timbo and what Yoga Hope becomes and the work that you're doing and how they can get involved. And even just to follow along for you, like to, to, you know, to, to see what you as an individual are up to. So what, what would you say are a couple of the best places that they can connect with you and also the Timbo program? Awesome. So if you want to follow along with me and kind of watch my, um, emergence of my brand, (laughs) which is really might be an interesting process. Maybe I should blog about that. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know, but if you wanted to kind of watch this unfold, um, I'm resisting saying, I don't know why you would want to watch this unfold, but anyway, you can find want to watch this unfold. (laughs) (laughs) You can find me on Instagram at spiritual underscore action and on, on Facebook at Zoe LeVan McLaren. If you want to learn more about Timbo, there's all kinds of places you can go. Our website, which is really evolving right now also, so that'll be fun to watch, is www.yhtimbo.org. So yhtimbo.org. And we also have an awesome Instagram, uh, two Instagram pages, yhtimbo and yhtimbo global, where you can see um, both US and international projects. Um, There's also a Yoga Hope Facebook page, but um, that is evolving also, <laughs> but you can find us there and kind of see what's happening. I encourage anyone who is interested in uh, trauma recovery or um, mindfulness science to check out this program because it is really unique, um, simple, easy to use, inexpensive, and uh, exciting things are happening around the world with this for the women that are taking it. So. Mm-hmm. please visit our website. I love that. And for those of you who are on the go and you know maybe couldn't catch all of that, you can find uh, the show notes page for Zoe's episode at womentakingthelead.com. And also if you're listening on a device, if you click on like details or notes or you know more on your device, you will also see the show notes right there and you'll be able to find all of the links to the places that Zoe just mentioned. So follow her. She's a very interesting lady up to great things in the world. And I can't wait to see where this goes. Thank you so much, Zoe, for opening yourself and your life up so we can all learn from you. Oh, Jody, thank you so much. It was my honor. You are amazing. Thank you all for joining me on Women Taking the Lead. And to strengthen you on your own leadership journey, I'd like to send you off with a quote from Marianne Williamson. So here goes. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. 
Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Again, thank you for joining me, and here's to your success.